Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. We are in the midst of Supreme Court decision season. This is the time of year where it is handed down by the Supreme Court a number of decisions regarding matters without limit. And many of the decisions handed down this time of year will have an impact on the way uh, we live our lives for many, many years to come. And it puts to rest many arguments that have been going on for years and years and years in the courts and in our living rooms. Two decisions handed down today, one dealing with employment and the other dealing with contraceptive practices, birth control, and whether or not uh, an organization, a religious organization, which objects to the use of birth control should be uh, obligated to cover the cost if, a plo- if an employee uh, should like to take advantage of that. Anyway, uh, th- we have the decisions. We know now uh, how the Supreme Court has ruled after hearing uh, deliberations. And you heard me give a, a pretty basic summary of these cases, but now I've got an expert on the line, uh, that in Kelsey Dallas, national religion reporter for the Deseret News who has done an expert job detailing both the background and the outcome of these two cases in the Deseret News now. Kelsey, how are you? I'm good. Thanks so much for the praise and for having me on. No, it's my pleasure. Uh, Let me ask you a a seemingly unfair question. Which of these two cases is the bigger deal? I think the employment discrimination one is a bigger deal because um, this birth control battle has been going on forever, and this is sort of just one new development, and many more will come, whereas the one about sort of who can sue their employer for discrimination um, will have immediate consequences. Where, which organizations do you think will, will feel the impact of this m- m- most promptly? Schools, so faith-based schools, and that includes colleges like Brigham Young University. Basically, if you remember, there was that big ruling last month that said non-discrimination protections apply to gay and transgender workers. There was a lot of fear among people of faith that said, are we still going to be able to uphold our beliefs around same-sex marriage and things like that? And this is a nod from the Supreme Court that says, yes, you have a right to sort of ensure that your employees follow your own teachings and employees are losing some of their ability to sort of complain about that. Now, this decision, uh, which calls on First Amendment protections uh, in the way that these religious institutions hire and fire their employees, it was a 7-2 decision. Was that a surprise to you? 
Yes, I actually thought it was going to be more controversial. I think of that as a 5-4 decision. But uh, Breyer and Kagan, who joined with those more conservative justices, have in the past sort of had a slightly different view on religious freedom than their other liberal colleagues. And so in that sense, it's not crazy that they were with the conservatives. I just think people thought this would be a little more contentious than it was. Yeah, 100%. And now this is just one of two cases which were handed down today. And you, as I mentioned before, have written up uh, backgrounds and explainers and just wonderful articles on both of these cases. Talk to me a bit about uh, this other case, which the Supreme Court has ruled on today, dealing with an exemption to the Affordable Care Act. Yes. So, again, understanding this one requires some sort of historical context, which is just that ever since we implemented the Affordable Care Act, there have been these battles brewing over which employers should have to pay for birth control. And so the Obama administration went to court twice about which types of employers should have to cover it, and now it was the Trump administration's turn. Basically, the Trump administration had very much expanded protections for religious employers, saying that almost any business with moral or religious concerns about contraception did not have to cover it in their health plans. And there were some state leaders who had said, whoa, 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 you don't have the authority to carve out that broad of exemptions, that you aren't following the proper administrative process, but today the Supreme Court said the Trump administration is okay, these exemptions can stand. Um, and again, I, I don't think the battle's over yet, but this is at least a temporary victory for the Trump administration and religious objectors to birth control. One of the points that I made earlier was that these fights really are never over, that uh, there are always going to be attorneys out there who will look for side doors or back doors to attack uh, these types of issues. Where Where is this decision vulnerable to further attack? Well, what's amazing to me is that in the very near future, when the lower court underneath the Supreme Court has to review sort of the guidance offered today by the Supreme Court, they could have the case retried in a sense and say, let's think of this in different terms. Those state leaders could say, I think the Trump administration acted arbitrarily, which is sort of a boring legal term that just means that the Trump administration didn't have a strong enough justification for this move. And so as soon as that court is reviewing it, we could see a challenge that then overturns these exemptions again. Is there a, is there a similar procedural uh, option available to those who would dispute the decision in the uh, in the employment case? Well, uh, those will sort of. Again, this will be reconsidered again and again because the Supreme Court has offered general guidelines for how related cases have um, have to be decided. But whenever there's general guidelines, there's then disputes over those guidelines. And so right. I think you are correct to predict future cases. But, I mean, it's certainly significant in the meantime because it just gives religious employers a little more sort of confidence about the decisions that they're making. Sure. Uh, you, you you do a lot of you spend a lot of time covering the Supreme Court. I've pointed out that right now we're kind of in the midst of the season uh, for decisions. Can, can you tell us what what we should look forward to? What is still in the hopper yet to be handed down? Yes. So tomorrow morning, actually at eight a.m. Utah time, will be the last 
chance for the Supreme Court to sort of issue its decision this term. And that means that we'll have that ruling on um, the release of President Donald Trump's uh, tax returns. There were two different cases saying that sort of we deserve access to that information. And so we'll have our answer tomorrow. Fascinating, fascinating, fascinating. You know, one question I didn't ask you, uh, this going back to the contraception case. Uh, what, oh, yeah. was the, what was the breakdown amongst the justices there? Oh, so once again, it was um, the five more conservative justices in the majority, and then um, Breyer and Kagan came together on an opinion that concurred in the majority. So overall, you would still say seven to two. Seven to two, but uh, but that you know the the concurring with the judgment that uh, you know kind of indicates their their true attitude, <laughs> maybe a little bit more so. Well, and that's what I was telling you that Kagan was the one a little suspicious about the future of these rules, um, sort of giving some tips to attorneys that yeah, yeah. here's how you might want to challenge it in the future. <laughs> yeah, very good. Uh, any any surprise there? You, these both kind of play out the way you expected. Again, I could have easily seen a five to four ruling, but um, it really all comes together yeah. and makes sense once you sort of read between the lines. Like you sure. said, when you feel like you're observing their attitude, even if their words are saying something different. Yeah. Uh, well, Kelsey Dallas, uh, thank you so much for your reporting on this. Thanks. Uh, the, the Supreme Court's a tough thing to understand. It is very valuable to us here on this program to have uh, resources like yourself to explain this all to us and keep us straight and let us know uh, what is what. Thanks so much. Kelsey Dallas, national religion reporter for the Deseret News. Thank you again. Thank you.